0: Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. We're approaching Advent, those weeks in December leading up to Christmas Day. And I'm sure we're all familiar with Advent calendars that count down to Christmas, usually, well, sometimes, especially when you're a child, with delicious treats every day. Advent, as you probably know, gets its name from Adventus the Latin word for arrival. The Oxford English Dictionary defines Advent as this, the arrival of a notable person, thing or event. But who is this person and what is this event? The whole of the Bible is really about Advent, about this Advent. As the Jesus Storybook Bible subtitle reads, every story whispers his name. Because truly every story in the Bible points to the arrival of this promised one. God's Son, the Great Rescuer, Jesus. Speaking of Advent, did you know there are exactly the right number of stories in the Jesus Storybook Bible to be able to read a story for each day of Advent beginning on December the 1st, right up to Christmas Day when Jesus is born? I hadn't intended to do this, and it wasn't until we began to hear from families who were using the Jesus Storybook Bible as an Advent countdown that we realized it. Families were reading a story a day for every day of Advent, making their own ornaments for each story, and then decorating their tree together. I thought that was wonderful. So we decided to create an Advent resource so more of you can enjoy doing something similar together with your families. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Activity Book, and it's just out. And it's filled with readings, games, activities, and ornaments for every day of Advent. My hope is that as your family follows the readings and games and adds ornaments to the tree, you'll be able to trace God's hand through all the stories of the Bible and to tell together the one big story of God's great rescue plan. So Advent doesn't actually really begin the last week of November. It actually begins way back in the very beginning. Let me read you a story from the Jesus Storybook Bible. We pick up in Genesis, where God has just created the world and declared it good. God saw all that he had made and he loved them, and they were lovely because he loved them. But God saved the best for last. From the beginning, God had a shining dream in his heart. He would make people to share his forever happiness. They would be his children and the world would be their perfect home. So God breathed life into Adam and Eve. When they opened their eyes, the first thing they ever saw was God's face. And when God saw them, he was like a new dad. You look like me, he said, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever made. God loved them with all of his heart and they were lovely because he loved them. And Adam and Eve joined in the song of the stars and the streams and the wind in the trees the wonderful song of love to the one who made them. Their hearts were filled with happiness and nothing ever made them sad or lonely or sick or afraid. God looked at everything he had made. Perfect, he said, and it was. But all the stars and the mountains and the oceans and the galaxies and everything were nothing compared to how much God loved his children. He would move heaven and earth be near them always whatever happened whatever it cost him he would always love them and so it was that the wonderful love story began now we continue on to the next story in the jesus storybook bible it's called the terrible lie Adam and Eve lived happily together in their beautiful new home, and everything was perfect for a while, until the day when everything went wrong. God had a horrible enemy. His name was Satan. Satan had once been the most beautiful angel, but he didn't want to be just an angel. He wanted to be God. He grew proud and evil and full of hate, and God had to send him out of heaven satan was seething with anger and looking for a way to hurt god he wanted to stop god's plan stop this love story right there so he disguised himself as a snake and waited in the garden now god had given adam and eve only one rule don't eat the fruit on that tree god told them because if you do you'll think you know everything you'll stop trusting me and then death and sadness and tears will come You see, God knew if they ate the fruit, they would think they didn't need him and they would try to make themselves happy without him. But God knew there was no such thing as happiness without him and life without him wouldn't be life at all. As soon as the snake saw his chance, he slithered silently up to Eve. Does God really love you? The serpent whispered. If he does, Why won't he let you eat the nice, juicy, delicious fruit? Poor you. Perhaps God doesn't want you to be happy. The snake's words hissed into her ears and sunk down deep into her heart like poison. Does God love me? Eve wondered. Suddenly, she didn't know anymore. Just trust me the serpent whispered, you don't need God. One small taste, that's all, and you'll be happier than you could ever dream. Eve picked the fruit and ate some, and Adam ate some too, and a terrible lie came into the world. It would never leave. It would live on in every human heart, whispering to every one of God's children, God doesn't love me. And it wasn't a dream, it was a nightmare, A dove flew from Adam's hand, a deer darted in a thicket. It was as if they were frightened by something. A chill was in the air. Something strange was happening. They'd always been naked, but now they felt naked and wrong and they didn't want anyone to see them, so they hid. Later that evening, as God was taking his walk, he called to them, Children! Usually Adam and Eve loved to hear God's voice and would run to him, but this time... They ran away from him and hid in the shadows. Where are you? God called. Hiding, Adam said. We're afraid of you. Did you eat the fruit I told you not to eat? God asked them. Adam said, Eve made me do it. What have you done? God asked. Eve said, the serpent made me do it. And terrible pain came into God's heart. His children hadn't just broken the one rule. They'd broken God's heart. They'd broken their wonderful relationship with him, and now he knew everything else would break. God's creation would start to unravel and come undone and go wrong. From now on, everything would die, even though it was all supposed to last forever. You see, sin had come into God's perfect world, and it would never leave. God's children would be always running away from him and hiding in the dark, Their hearts would break now and never work properly again. God couldn't let his children live forever, not in such pain, not without him. There was only one way to protect them. You will have to leave the garden now, God told his children, his eyes filling with tears. This is no longer your true home. It's not the place for you anymore. But before they left the garden, God made clothes for his children to cover them. He gently clothed them and then he sent them away on a long, long journey out of the garden, out of their home. Well, in another story, it would all be over and that would have been the end. But not in this story. God loved his children too much to let the story end there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God had a plan, a magnificent dream. One day he would get his children back. One day, he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day, he would wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God would love his children with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And though they would forget him and run from him, deep in their hearts, God's children would miss him always and long for him. Lost children yearning for their home. Before they left the garden, God whispered a promise to Adam and Eve. It will not always be so. I will come to rescue you. And when I do, I'm going to do battle against the snake. I'll get rid of the sin and the dark and the sadness you let in here. I'm coming back for you. And he would. One day, God himself would come. So Advent is when we trace that magnificent story of God keeping his promise. His promise to come and rescue his children. To do for them what they could never do for themselves. To free them from darkness and slavery and suffering. To do what Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote in his Letters from Prison in November 1943. Life in a prison cell may well be compared to Advent. One waits, hopes, and does this, that, or the other things, things that are of no real consequence. The door can only be opened from the outside. And one night long ago in Bethlehem, he stepped out of heaven and came down to live with us, to open the door, to free us from our prison of tears and sickness and hate and dying to be Emmanuel, God with us. My hope is that the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Activity Book will help prepare our hearts for that most magnificent arrival on Christmas Day of the promised rescuer, the young prince, the brave hero, God's own son, Emmanuel, God with us. you can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at SallyLloydJones.com And follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus-storybook-bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up,